to another episode of the Mix Switch Podcast. We are entrenched in spooky season. Spooks. Completely entrenched by this point. Spooks, spooks, spooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I go first this time. And I'm going to be talking about Hecate. So, you know, goddess of magic perfect time to talk about her. My sources before I get started, since I always forget to do this and end up having to do it in the middle, uh, my sources are greekmythology.com, Encyclopedia of Spirits by Judica Isles, worldhistory.org, and thehistorypress.co.uk. It's so nice that all of my information for the past four topics have come from the same sources. Makes my life easier. Hecate is a staple goddess for most people who work with magic. I say most because, of course, not everybody's going to work with her or see her as such. But if you work with magic, typically you are going to at least know about Hecate. So she is associated with the triple moon goddess, but like many other deities, she, like, the triple moon goddess, the mother maiden crone, that's not her. She's not that specific version of the triple moon goddess. She has her own, and she's not really actually that. She is one of many associated with that title. So I've been working more and more with her, trying to get in touch with my own magic. But, yeah... It's going as things go, <laughs> slowly. So she only has one name, but it's spelled two different ways. And the only thing that's different is one is spelled with a K and one is spelled with a C. So I typically go with the K spelling, but most of the time you're gonna see the C spelling. It really doesn't matter, her name is Hecate. Her parents, which is um, questionable, but her parents are said to be Persis and Asteria, which I, if I remember, Persis was a, a titan and Asteria was a nymph, but don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. She, <laughs> she's uh, suggested to have been pre-Greek, though. In that case, her parents would not be Greek. So at this point, who the fuck knows? Anyway, she's the queen of the night, goddess of witchcraft, and the ruler of, of the spirit world. She also holds the key 
the ultimate skeleton key that unlocks the gates to all the realms. Though she doesn't preside over many things, she plays a significant role in the magical community. Supposedly, she came from Georgia on the Black Sea and was previously the chief deity of Caria, which is now Western Turkey. She is the goddess of life, death, regeneration, magic, wisdom, choices, expiation, which I meant to look that word up and I didn't. So whatever that means. Victory, vengeance, and travel. Again, she is another one who does not have an actual planet. She has more of a celestial body. And that is the dark moon. She's specifically associated with the dark moon. I won't say you shouldn't be revering her during the full moon. I'm not going to tell anybody they shouldn't be doing anything. But she's particularly powerful during the dark moon. I would also associate associate with her. Ugh, I would also associate her with Pluto, and she is also associated with the uh, with Sirius, the dog star. Her sacred day is the last day of every month, the new moon, Friday the thirteenth, particularly in August, the thirteenth of August, and the sixteenth of November. She's she's just got a host of days. <laughs> Her number is the number three, you know, triple moon goddess and all that stuff. Her colors are black, dark purple, dark blue, crimson, etc., etc., dark colors, so on and so forth. Most, mostly black, though. She does have children, which, again, I didn't know, but interesting. Well, according to Wikipedia, she has children. And we all know about Wikipedia. Her children are Aegilas. Uh, oh my God. Anyways, that's just a possible child. I didn't write. I didn't write much down for that one. Uh, Circe. She is a minor goddess and en enchantress. Empusa, which is a shif shape-shifting female being, and uh, Scylla who is a monster, but also a possible daughter. They're not sure. The parentage is questionable. Her animals are spiders, butterflies, owls. What is that word? Snakes. Snakes, black dogs, toads, dragons, cats, storks, bears, crows, and hawks. Her plants include garlic, lavender, mandrake, henna, pomegranate, black poplar, date palm, and yew. Her, her other symbols include star and crescent moon. What is that word? Cool, I can't read that word. <laughs> A torch, cauldron, knife, and broom. Oh, key. That's what that's supposed to look like. It looks like an it looks like L E E Y, but it's supposed to be key. Oh. Her specific time of day is nighttime. So if you are going to do any venerating of her or rituals or as such to her, you want to do it at night after the sun goes down. 
Her places are four and three-way crossroads, specifically three-way crossroads. Stones include any black stones, such as jet, onyx, obsidian, black tourmaline, hematite, smoky quartz, etc., etc. I also associate stones like ruby and garnet, granite, and fossils with her. Favored people include midwives, witches, healers, herbalists, dog lovers, and rescuers. Matron... Yeah. Yes? Women. <laughs> Protector of... <laughs> Protectors of horses and horse riders. Offerings and things you can put on an altar to her, to her include eggs, garlic, honey, crescent-shaped breads, dog iconography. So, as many animals as she has, she has she's particularly close to dogs, including black dogs. I know we've said it before that one of the forms she might appear in is a black dog. So, dog iconography. Dogs are important to her. Uh, red wine and mead, whiskey, a cauldron, incense, graveyard dirt, ethically sourced and properly requested. Don't just go to a graveyard and pick up some dirt and think it's going to be okay. It's not. <laughs> Somebody will follow you home. Literally, an angry ghost will be like, where are you, gonna, where are you taking that dirt? That's mine. That's my dirt. That's my dirt. Uh, snakeskin, mugwort, mint, sage, foxglove, seashells, keys, personal offerings. So, what I saw for personal offerings included, like, hair and nail clippings. But honestly, I don't know why you would want to give anybody nail clippings, so don't do that. Like, if you wouldn't give it to a person, I would not give it to a deity. But that's just my opinion. Uh, the, the moon iconography... And some things you can do are helping and being friendly to dogs, which, why wouldn't you want to? They're cute. Dogs, man. Donating to animal shelters, and you can perform a Hecate supper on a new moon. So she can be called upon for a number of things, including justice, victory, protection, death, banishment, fertility, and healing. So many fertility deities. Recently, she's been depicted as a young woman with three faces, one facing forward and two on the sides, and three bodies all formed into one, more or less, with each hand holding something different. Alternately, the three heads may be three animal heads. Some myths surrounding Hecate, which Hecate had the least amount of myths compared to everybody else, so I don't have that many for her. Um, one was that Hecate was the one to tell Demeter of Persephone's abduction and then help search for her. So, from, if I remember from what I was reading, she heard Persephone scream and caught a glimpse of the abduction happening and then went and told Demeter. Also, the Trojan queen Hecuba leapt off a cliff when the city fell and... Hecate, taking pity on her, resurrected her as a dog to be her companion. So many, many things associated with Hecate come in threes, and her entourage often includes the three fates. 
Additionally, additionally, like Hermes, she can be considered a psychopomp, so you can also call upon her to help with psychic abilities and opening doors such as Akashic Records, as well as calling on spirits or banishing spirits that you don't want in your house. And that's what I have for Hecate. Short and sweet. I haven't really been putting anything out for, like, how to venerate the spirits, but in my personal opinion, you kind of, I feel like that's almost something you have to figure out for yourself, especially if you vibe with the spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But that's what I have. Good old Hecate. Good old Hecate. She's an OG. <laughs> She's probably one of the first people y'all ever heard of. Yeah. So everyone talks about Hecate all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> sorry. I'm just talking. I'm sorry. I just started my <laughs> knitting and I I'm just like off off to the wayside <laughs> mentally. <laughs> you were like, okay, back to my knitting. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I should be getting to my homework, which I haven't been doing this whole time. But, you know, I guess I just won't sleep like tonight. <laughs> be like that sometimes. It'd be like that. <laughs> so, I have more angels. More angels. I have the rest. <laughs> of course, this is not extensive. There are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of angels. But... Before, I talked about the archangels. So now I'm going to talk about the rest of the angels that I have on deck. And first, I want to talk about... I say first, because this is not an order of the book, but whatever. <laughs> first, I think it's important to talk about Mr. Metatron here. Because Mr. Metatron is an angel that I think you'll probably hear about often. I mean, I, I have. So I feel like other people probably have as well. So Mr. Metatron is associated with Judaism and Christianity. And he is among the most powerful of angels. He has been called the Chancellor of Heaven and the Prince of the Ministering Angels. The meaning of Metatron's name is often debated by biblical scholars. One interpretation is the one who sits next to God, while another is guide or messenger. So Metatron is mentioned many times in the Bible. He led the children of Israel out of the wilderness. He stopped Abraham from killing Isaac. He preserves and enhances the link between human beings and the divine. One of his duties is to sustain human beings, yet in some legends he is considered the angel of death. He lovingly guides children who die prematurely into paradise and helps them adjust to life there. He relieves the grief of parents who lose children. So, some specificity there. When you invoke Metatron, you will see a towering column of fiery red light. In the picture here depicted in the book, there is an actual um, 
being depicted here, but in front of his face, there is a literal column of red light, like a strip. So not like a ball, like a literal, uh, uh, what's it, a uh, vertical. I was like, what's it called? <laughs> That's what's called. <laughs> vertical column of fiery red light. As soon as you ask for his help, you feel your connection to your divinity deepen. You may feel a tingling in your hands and feet or a slight tickling sensation on the top of your head. A simple statement like Metatron, please help me, is all that is needed. He's just, he's basic like all the other angels. So Metatron will help you ease your grief, deepen your connection to your spirit, find peace during times of crisis, transform a painful death to a peaceful one, and send your prayers to heaven. He's also somebody I feel like shows up in um, angelic media pretty frequently. I've just heard his name sprinkled around, so I was like, we'll start here. Now, there is a section right here about ministering angels. So what the flip-flap are ministering angels? <laughs> well, ministering angels are associated with Judaism. And ministering angels are created each morning to bring gratitude, comfort, and joy into the universe and are reabsorbed into the divine ethers every evening. I just heard like, ha, in my head. I feel like that's them. That's them when the dawn comes. They're just like, ha. <laughs> so these angels minister to any being in need of divine assistance. In some traditions, they are considered the highest order of angel, while in other systems, they are at the bottom of the angel hierarchy. If you remember when I was talking about archangels, well, this is, we can't agree upon the order of the, of the hierarchies, what's at the top and who ain't. It isn't clear how many ministering angels there are, but when you need the services of one, rest assured there are more than enough of them to go around. Although nameless, they are a very powerful force of healing and come readily when they are invited. When you awaken in the morning, ask for their guidance, love, and direction. If you are feeling ill, ask them to heal your physical body. It says it is wonderful to start your day by calling upon your ministering angels. Place a beautiful piece of cloth where the morning sunlight will fall upon it. Find a glass that will sparkle in the sunlight. Each morning, feel the glass, feel, fill the glass with water and take a moment or two to ask the ministering angels to guide and protect you for the day. Before you go to bed, take a moment to give thanks for another wonderful day and empty the glass. As you pour out the water, visualize yourself sleeping soundly and awakening refreshed. If you are feeling ill, hold a glass of water in your hand and ask for the healing of your ministering angels. Imagine their love and healing energy pouring into the water and then drink it. So, Ministering angels will help you feel physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually heal. That was the word at the beginning. I don't know how to read. <laughs> you and me are both <laughs> losing that ability, apparently. It's the one brain cell. <laughs> Ministering angels will also help you find guidance and direction, give comfort to a loved one, and overcome hardships during times of disasters or great violence. They're just like a conglomerate. Like, there's lots of them. 
And they don't have names. They're like an army. <laughs> There's a group. So, we also have Guardian Angels. When I bought this book, which is Angels, Spirit Guides, and Goddesses by Susan Gregg, again. I like that there was information on angels. And I think I saw this in the um, preview that there were guardian angels, which I was like, well, I might just buy it just for that. Because I feel like guardian angels aren't ever really explained. I agree. We're just, we're just told that they, we have them. But I'm like, what does that mean? So guardian angels are associated with almost all religions. Even though they're called angels, they might not even be called that in your religion. But, but all religions have this guardian-type being. Guardian angels are spiritual beings created expressly to guide and direct spirits incarnated into the physical realm, which is us. <laughs> they work with people, animals, plants, in all aspects of the universe. Guardian angels protect you, and most importantly, they will guide you and bring you messages from spirit. Whoever your spirit as you see them are. You are born with at least one guardian angel who watches over you your entire life. From time to time, other guardian angels will come to assist you. Your angel will encourage you to make choices that will create joy and deepen your spiritual connection. They can't take these actions for you or stop you from hurting yourself, but they can gently remind you of your perfection. Their greatest pleasure comes from seeing you succeed in life. They are your parents in the beyond. <laughs> your spiritual parents. <laughs> the parents who won't judge you for the decisions you make. Well, I just think they won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine are judging me. But I just, I just think they're just quiet about it. You can call upon your guardian angel often. By simply expressing your desire to get to know your guardian angel, you will give yourself the opportunity to develop an incredibly loving, lifelong relationship. Begin by closing your eyes and visualizing your guardian angel. Imagine you are standing side by side. What does your angel look like? Ask your angel what its name is. It might take a while until you are able to see and hear your angel, but it will be well worth your effort. All you have to do is say, guardian angel, I know you have always been with me. I open my mind and my heart to your presence. Please help me feel your wings around me, hear your words, and feel your love. So guardian angels will help you connect with angelic guidance. There's a typo in the book. It made me pause. I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> guardian angels will help you connect with angelic guidance, find direction in your life, know you are protected, and become filled with hope and joy. Of course, I think it goes without saying, guardian angels might be your easiest way to contact any other angels or any other spirits. Especially since guardians, even if you don't want to call it an angel, maybe that's not what you call it yourself. Maybe that is too Abrahamic for you. Um, your guardian spirits or your spirit guides, your guardian angels, um, they're basically your ticket to connecting with any other spirits. So maybe if you're struggling to talk to a spirit or a spiritual ally, you might want to start with your guides first. That's pretty much their job is to help you do that. Like, hello, 
Hermes is talking and I can't hear him. My guardian angel's sitting here being like, bro, I got you. <laughs> I got you. She deaf. I got help. No, <laughs> honestly. She deaf. What's honestly. that What's that low ringing in my ear? Help me, please. I want to know what they look like. What's their gender? What do they want to be called? Do they like jokes? Do they like jokes? <laughs> I think my guardian angel, my Hi. main spirit guide has a sense of humor. I know they do. It, they have to with all the fucking dad jokes and puns you make. Mm-hmm. It's them. They're <laughs> telling them to me. They're whispering them to me and I'm just telling them to the rest of the world. <laughs> So, we have an angel named Gadiel. G-A-D-I-E-L. Gadiel. And he is... Yes, he. For a second, I was like, let me make sure. Hello? (laughs) So, he is associated with Judaism. And he is called the most holy of angels. His name means God is my wealth. He is one of several guards at the gate of the south wind. His name has been found inscribed on amulets used to ward off people. Sorcerers often invoke Gadiel to conjure up great power. Hmm, interesting. When you call upon Gadiel, you may see flashes of yellow or green. You may also see your curtains stirring even if the windows are closed. And also, I assume, your AC is off and your fan is off. There's no reason for them to be moving. It's not your cats. They're just doing it. You try to... Oh, let me learn how to read. Listen. <laughs> just... I know how to read, okay? <sighs> Trust his love to point you toward the truth and show you the best direction to take in your life. If you are feeling down or victimized by life, Gadiel is the angel to call upon. Before you confront any negative situation, ask for his protection. Gadiel will also help you release any negative feelings you have after a disagreement with a friend, an unfavorable assessment from a boss, or an argument with a lover. He is so full of love that he will help you let go of anything that is less than unconditionally loving. One way to call upon Gadiel is to go outside when the wind is blowing. Invite the wind to carry your prayers to him. His name has great power, so saying Gadiel repeatedly while you ask for his assistance is also a wonderful way to invite him closer. You can also close your eyes and imagine that your request is tied to a beautiful balloon. Take a few deep breaths. And when the time feels right, imagine letting go of the balloon. Know that Gadiel is will always answer your prayers. Good old, um, what's the word? I was going to say, like, imagination. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, we have to do this often, you know, when you meditate and you visualize a ball of light and such. We have to visualize a balloon. We don't have to. You can. You can visualize a balloon. So Gadiel will help you. Maintain a positive outlook, repair a damaged relationship, improve your job performance, transform your life, release limiting beliefs, and create abundance. Next, we have Mr. Emmanuel. 
This is a very pretty picture. Manuel is very much heart chakra energy. He has green hair and he's wearing a pink dress. Oh. So. Interesting. It's like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Literally. He is associated with Judaism and Christianity. Emmanuel is loosely translated as God is with us. He often carries a long sword that opens multi-dimensional windows through which magic and miracles can travel. So here we have another person who transcends boundaries. If you are looking to travel, Mr. Emmanuel can help you. Basically, what I've learned is there are many spirits who will assist you with traveling dimensions. You just got to know who to ask. <laughs> I want to visit stuff. There are many spirits just sitting there being like, girl, I can get everywhere. Like, hello. I am your Uber. <laughs> I am your mystical Uber. Get in the car. <laughs> no. <laughs> get in the car. We're going realm oh. hopping. Emmanuel loves the color orange and fresh flowers. You know what? Same, Emmanuel. (laughs) Me too, Emmanuel. Butterflies often appear when you call upon him. Mm. I'm here for Mr. Emmanuel. (laughs) Butterflies, orange, flowers... I didn't know there were so many angels that were just soft boys. (laughs) This is what happens when you do research, I suppose. (laughs) I was like, look at all these soft boys. (laughs) Just waiting, waiting for you. Yes. To call upon them. You will immediately feel the gentle stirring of love, hope, and joy in your heart. Emmanuel reminds us that God is within everyone and everything. And that magic and miracles can become part of everyday life if we are willing to allow them. Emmanuel will remind you to celebrate every moment and to see the sacred and the mundane. He will help you to revamp your life in miraculous ways. When you call upon Emmanuel, expect to be asked to go within and to deepen your self-understanding. Emmanuel is always available to assist you. Once you decide to ask for his assistance, know in your heart of hearts that he has already cleared the way for magic to occur. Focus on being grateful for his loving support. Then light an orange orange, light an orange candle and say, Emmanuel, help me know what I need to do to experience abundance, happiness, joy, and ease in all areas of my life. Surround me with your love so I can feel your gentle guidance and strength. I give thanks. Girl, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> the mush mouth is here. Good thing you're almost done. Well, for today. I give, yeah. <laughs> I give thanks for the miracles that are about to occur in my life. So Emmanuel will help you celebrate all of life. Use gratitude as a gateway to personal freedom, transform any situation, and create healthier relationships. I like that one. <laughs> he didn't ask, but I like. We have we have Camille. I was looking, I was like, what who's next? We have Camille. C A M 
A E L. It's like camel, but with an A, <laughs> an extra A. He is associated with Judaism and Druidism. Oh, that's interesting. That's a random outlier here. <laughs> Literally, Camel's uh, name refers to divine justice. He appeared to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm sorry. I think that was how that is said. In Druid mythology, he is the god of war and rules the planet Mars. So who we have Druids out here just out here. Wildin'. <laughs> when invoked, he can appear as a leopard crouching on a rock or as a warrior dressed in a red tunic. That is very specific. He wears a... Listen. The, the warrior, the red tunic makes sense. The leopard crouching on a rock. I don't know about her. Yeah, that's what I was like, uh. He wears a green vest and has huge green wings. He's like a, what's red and green? Like a strawberry. I was going to say Christmas. No, like, like Christmas. When you call upon him, you will often see flashes of green. So, Kamael is the gatekeeper of heaven. He bestows power and invincibility upon anyone who asks and who truly loves God. He awakens the goodness that exists within everyone. He deepens interpersonal relationships and assists with self-discipline. As a champion of divine justice, Kamael is also an arbitrator of karma. So if you believe in karma, you know where to go. <laughs> Amongst many, he's what? He can show you how to release any lingering karma. Boy, I feel like I need some, I, I need help. <laughs> I feel like I've got some karma lingering. <laughs> he can also make sure justice is served if he feels you are being honest. The greatest gifts in life come when you find the balanced middle way that lies within. When you want to find that balance, call upon Kamayo. He will help you connect with your inner wisdom and balance all areas of your life so that stress becomes a thing of the past. He will help you take flight and succeed in any endeavor that supports the greatest good. To invoke him, you can light a green candle, take a few deep breaths, and allow Kamayo to surround you with his, his magnificent wings. Open your heart and ask for his assistance. Honestly express your needs and desires. Allow yourself to feel his love and to be guided by his wisdom. Kamael will help you create balance, relief, stress, awaken your innate goodness, find justice, succeed in any venture, and improve your relationships. So we have another righteousness, justice individual. We have another lady. Yay. Her name is Muriel. Which I'm I remember seeing her and go, oh, is that where we get that's the name. That's where we get it from. <laughs> that's where we get Miriam from. So Muriel is associated with Christianity, not Judaism this time. First one, I think, that is just Christianity. Usually they're Judaism and Christianity or just Judaism. But Muriel is special. 
Muriel's responsibility includes tending the animals and the plants of Earth. She is often depicted with a crown of flowers, which she lovingly places in the river of life. When she is around, you may smell the subtle scent of your favorite flower. Hmm. Flower lady. Flowers. He can call me flower if he wants to. Muriel brings messages of peace and harmony, reminding us that every good deed is rewarded exponentially. Muriel's huge heart will teach you how to love unconditionally. As you invite Muriel into your life, you become aware of your intuition. If you suddenly find yourself thinking about helping the homeless, follow through. Muriel teaches us that helping others is the path to true happiness. If you really want your life to change, volunteer at a homeless shelter, pull a few weeds from a local park, hang a bird feeder, or become a dog walker at an animal shelter. Reach out to someone else and see what happens to your life. You might just meet your future love or find the job of your dreams because of your willing service. At the same time, Muriel teaches to act with an open heart without expectations of personal gain. Only then will your blessings come back to you multiplied. You can invoke Miss Muriel by holding a bouquet of your favorite flowers, facing south, and softly call Muriel. Repeat her name until you feel her loving presence. Then ask her for her guidance, love, and assistance. Don't be surprised if you are asked to help someone else. Committing random acts of kindness and honoring beauty are the perfect ways to change your life in a profound manner. So Muriel will help you find peace, heal your pet if your pet is sick, make your garden grow, and love with an open heart. Disney Princess Angel. <laughs> I was just sitting here being like, I like how it says, like, you just might meet your future love, because I fully believe that that's how it's going to happen. I'm literally just going to go somewhere. It's going to be random. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> it's going to be old school. Oh, yeah. It's going to be me getting out of the house and out of my head and then randomly bumping into them and being like, oh, wow. I like how it also said, you could just use your favorite flowers. It's not a specific flower. It's all flowers. She likes all flowers. I have another lady. Hmm. Two in a row, man. Her name is. Yes. Her name is Beth Cole. I think it might be spelled how it's said. There's an alternate spelling. So I'm assuming it's pronounced Bath Cole. Or maybe Bat Cole. Maybe the H is silent. Whichever. I do not speak Hebrew or Arabic or any, so please bear with me. She is associated with Judaism. And Bath Cole is known as the heavenly voice or the daughter of voice. She encourages loving, clear communications. She will assist you in connecting with your spirit and deepening your experience of love. Bath Cole is also the angel of prophecy, offering us the gift of profound insights into the future. You can use those insights when making your choices. Bath Cole 
will come to you during a crisis and remind you that this is a safe and loving universe. Her loving wings will enfold you the moment you open your heart and mind to her and ask for her assistance. Bath coal can be invoked when you are finding it difficult to forgive someone or to release your judgments about yourself or about a situation. She will show you how to live with grace, ease, and an open heart. Allow her celestial voice to fill your heart and mind as she guides you. To call upon Bath Cole, think about what you want to create, then sing out your request. Although I assume you may not have to actually sing if you're bad at that. <laughs> just, uh, just don't force yourself to sing if you don't want to, okay? <laughs> Maybe, like, put some rhythm to it, maybe. I mean, the word used is sing, but I'm like, you could just, you could be bad at that, so maybe don't. <laughs> Ask for her help, and she will be there. You might say something like this. Bath Cole, divine daughter of voice, I ask for your assistance. Please guide me as I move forward in my life. Help me to overcome my judgment and to see life through the eyes of love. Assist me in making choices that will enrich my life and the lives of those around me. I give thanks for your understanding, love, and support. So, Bathcall will help you find forgiveness, improve your singing, if you actually want to do that, speak with greater clarity, decide what you want to create, see the possibilities your future contains, and deepen your ability to love. So actually, maybe do sing. Never mind, because she'll just help you with that. Yeah. She'll just say, girl. Girl, I got you. Girl, let me help you. A few more. We have Zachariel. And Zachariel is associated with Judaism. And he is the angel who has dominion over memory. He is a record keeper who helps you maintain all the memories of your life. Bro, I don't want all my memories. Right. Huh? I, some stuff I forgot, and I want to forget. I don't want to remember it again. He will come silently into your life, reminding you of your perfection. He will touch your heart, filling you with contentment, ease, joy, and acceptance. If you can't remember a name or have lost your keys, you can call upon Zachariel. His presence in your life will make everything flow more smoothly. When you die, he will help you review your life so that you can see your strengths and weaknesses. Makes me think back to when I was talking about birth charts, sort of like how you take stuff in and what have you. So he's the person who, who like runs the playback before you come back. Like, let's talk about some things. Let's discuss. <laughs> take some time getting to know Zachariel. He will enrich your life and help you enjoy the breadth and depth of your experiences. Zachariel will help you remember the good times and understand what choices you can make to improve the difficult ones. He will help smooth out family relationships. So he's another one I think would actually help with inner child work, especially if you can't remember your childhood very well. It's me. Me. I'm talking about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to invite Zachariel into your life, light a purple candle and call his name. Then say, Zachariel, help me to remember all the blessings and gifts in my life. 
please help me remember to speak in a loving and gentle manner. Assist me in bringing your dignity and grace into all areas of my life. Please help me to insert your desire here. Thank you for listening to my request and for the magic and miracles you're about to unleash in my life. Asking Zachariel to help you see the issues in your life from a more expansive perspective can help bring great insight and peace. What is that like? I mean, they're spirits, so I don't think they care, but kind of like, what is that like to just have record of everything? Ugh. Sounds stressful. Seriously. <laughs> um, Zachariel will help you strengthen your memory, find lost objects, remember names, make balancing your checkbook easy, oh. do well on exams, and improve relationships with your family. Bro, my checkbook is hard because I'm bad at math, not because I can't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the things, I just can't do math. It's fine. <laughs> Two more. This is actually the same amount as the Archangels. I counted them. <laughs> I was like, oh. So we have Israfil and Israfil. Yeah. <laughs> Israfil is associated with Islam. Oh, that's a random one, too. I know. Besides Michael and Gabriel, Islam doesn't have too many angels named. Except for Israfil here. He's one. <laughs> so... Israfil is the beautiful angel who brings us the music of the celestial of the celestial spheres, and he also blows the trumpet on Judgment Day. It's a big planet, okay? There's lots of us. Sure, like lots of just boop, boop, trumpets going on. Arabic lore says Israfil spent three years with Muhammad and initiated him as a prophet. His name refers to the Burning One because he assists people in burning off their limiting thoughts and the result of their old behaviors. Israfil so deeply loves all people that his tears of grief at our needless suffering would have flooded the earth if Allah had not stopped them. Reminds me of um, Erzuli. She has a weeping aspect. Yeah. Just tears. Tears at our suffering. Israfil encourages us to sing and write songs. His angelic voice enfolds the listener in love, regenerating the body, mind, and soul. If you, I suppose if you find music as healing, this might be one of your guys. He inspires people to sing and to lift their spirits. Israfil will fill your heart with a deep sense of gratitude and help you see what a miracle it is to have received the gift of life. He will show you how to fill your, fill your days with beauty. To evoke Israfil, begin by chanting Om or any other word that is sacred to you. Om is said to be the sound from which the universe was created. When we chant, our bodies resonate with the sound of our voices, which changes our energy patterns. If you remember anything I've ever said about chakras, that is what the mantras are for. Certain mantras have vibrations, they align with certain chakras, then they heal. 
the same thing. If you are feeling particularly depressed, sing the word love continuously for a few minutes and notice how much better you feel. After chanting for a few moments, ask for Israfil's help. You can even sing your request. So we have two angels that would like for you to sing to them. They're probably the reason we have like lullabies, moms who sing to babies. So Israfil will help you write music. So if you are a songwriter, also maybe ask for his help if you have some like writer's block or something. He will help you increase your musical abilities. Where were you when I was playing cello? <laughs> <laughs> um, he will help you experience the power of gratitude, heal an old wound or injury, and he will help you to alleviate depression. Bro, I need your help. I was about to say another one. Oh, bro. Bro, I need your help. You know what? This one, though, some things... There's still, like, you know, this skeptical part of me about, like, <laughs> science over spirituality. I will say, listening to music and singing usually makes me feel better. So I'm not going to question the man. I agree <laughs> with the philosophy. I do like to sing to feel better. It makes me think of, like, birds. Mm. Like how listening birds kind of just is like, oh, the birds are singing. So lastly... We have Raziel, and Raziel is associated with Judaism. So, the angel Raziel stands between God and the rest of creation. So he is connected to everyone and everything. A beautiful yellow aura emanates from his tall form. He has large, light blue wings and wears a magical gray robe that looks like swirling liquid. Interesting. I wonder how that person felt. Who wrote that down? <laughs> like, who, who saw him and then wrote down what he looked like? Raziel is the patron of secret wisdom and divine knowledge and the guardian of originality and pure thought. Raziel is said to be the author of the Book of the Angel Raziel, which claims to contain all the mysteries of the universe. So here we have another book, another set of records. That's probably in the library. If you visit it, I like how, like, all the fays have just decided. There's a mystical record somewhere. A mystical book of sorts. Legend says that Raziel gave the book to Adam in the Garden of Eden before he was banished. Because of his care and concern for Adam, Raziel is considered a special patron of human beings. He is a messenger of the celestial realms. Raziel will show you how to tap into the natural ebb and flow of the universe so you can manifest your deepest desires and harness the magic that lives within each human being. The easiest way to call upon Raziel is to light a yellow candle and say, Raziel, my benefactor and guardian, please help me now. Help me to see life through your eyes and to make the right choices. Guide and direct my footsteps and open my mind and my heart to your incredible wisdom and love. I give thanks for the miracles that are about to occur. As he draws near, your breath will quicken, and you will feel a deep sense of well-being. I mean, is he near me? Because sometimes I just feel that meditating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raziel will help you come up with great ideas. Another writer's block buster. 
He will help you access your inner wisdom. He will help you materialize a new place to live or a great job. He will help you connect with spirit and he will help you release any limiting behaviors. I assume because he has the secrets of the universe that he might do. He knows all your secrets. (laughs) You don't need to tell him nothing. He knows. He knows who you are and who you were. Him and Zachariel are over here just knowing all. We know you, dear. That is the last angel I have. Him him being described as wearing a gray robe of swirling liquid just reminds me of the hermit. Yeah. He gives hermit card energy. Secret inner divine wisdom and such. Mm, Shit, maybe I should be working with him. (laughs) Fucking sitting here knitting for a whole day. (laughs) So what is your media? Um... With Miss Hecate. Oh my god, hold on, sorry. (laughs) Fucking sidetracked here. It's the knitting. It's got you. It really is. Like, it just... (laughs) I lost a loop, and now it's all fucked up. Um... Okay. So, my movie... Well, there you go. It's a movie. My media is a movie called The Skeleton Key, which is a 2005 American supernatural horror film directed by Ian Softley. Yep, that's what that looks like. Written by Aaron Kruger and starring Kate Hudson, Jenna Rollins, John Hurt, Peter Sarsgaard, and Joy Bryant. The Southern Gothic narrative follows a New Orleans hospice nurse who begins a job in the uh, Terrebonne Parish Plantation Home and becomes entangled in a supernatural mystery involving the house, its former inhabitants, and hoodoo rituals and spells that took place there. Well, I will say I don't think it's hoodoo. If I remember correctly, it was actually voodoo. But okay. Silly wiki. Seriously. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess you actually did your thing. The, you know how. Anyways, the plot is like sixty paragraphs long. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they did that thing. They did the thing. So I'll only read a couple. So, Caroline Ellis, a hospice aide, quits her position at a nursing home and is hired as the caretaker of an isolated plantation house in Terrebonne Parish, Louisiana. The aging matron of the house, Violet, I'm not going to even try to say that last name, it's French, needs help looking after her husband, Benjamin, who was mostly paralyzed by an apparent stroke. At the insistence of the family's estate lawyer, Luke Marshall, Caroline accepts the position. After Ben attempts to escape his room during a storm, Caroline investigates the house's attic, where Violet said Ben suffered his stroke. She uses a skeleton key, which Violet gave her. She discovers a secret room filled with ritual paraphernalia. 
Caroline confronts Violet, who reveals that the room used to belong to two African-American servants who were employed at the house 90 years before. The servants, Mama Cecily and Papa Justify, wow. Wow. I'm, try I'm like looking at it to make sure I said it right. Yeah, that says Justify. Were, re <laughs> were renowned hoodoo practitioners. They were lynched after conducting a ritual with the owner's two children for whom Violet and Ben later bought the house. Violet tells Caroline that they keep no mirrors in the house because they see reflections of Cecily and Justify in them. Caroline borrows a photograph a phonograph record, record from the attic Conjure of Sacrifice, a recording of Papa Justify reciting a hoodoo ritual. Anyways, it continues, as horror movies do, she gets into shit she shouldn't be getting into, and so on and so forth. So, the twist at the end is actually pretty good. I do like the twist that they had at the end. I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to watch it to find out. <laughs> mm -hmm. But just know that Mama Cecily and Papa Justify are not as gone as everybody thinks they are. And oh. <laughs> and not in the spirit sense either. Oh. So it's a like I said, it's a very interesting twist that they did and I enjoy it quite a bit. Because, you know, twists in horror films are pretty much always the same. Yeah. But even for this one, I really haven't seen this one redone. So I like I like it. But it does get spooky. It does get creepy. So if you need, like, a, a good sit-at-home while it's raining outside on a date night, this one's a good one. Yeah. Spooky, spooky. It is. But, like, it... Clearly, it wasn't scary enough to terrify me as a child because I was watching this at seven and I watched it many a times and my parents didn't stop me. They were like, oh, she's just weird. Okay. It's not she's like strange. the strange one, <laughs> but that's, that's what I have. I'm not going to go too in depth because then I'd be giving away the whole thing and I don't want to actually give away the whole movie. So that's the, that's the fun part of, about horror films. You don't know what's coming next. Unless you get really good at predicting them. Like me, well, and, me and Ryan. Unless they're bad. They don't even have to be really good. That too. <laughs> that fucking too. <laughs> what's your media? I'm going to talk about Supernatural. <laughs> You're gonna give in and get it over with. I ripped off the band-aid. Now I'm gonna talk about Supernatural. <laughs> uh. I was like, okay, so I was sitting here thinking about angels, and of course, like, the other option would be good omens, but I was like, I actually don't. Not in a negative way, I was like, I don't wanna talk about good omens. <laughs> Y'all could go watch that. That's, that's, go watch that one. Yeah. This bitch over here is just on the list, and we got to talk about her eventually, so 
So. Maybe if I ever get around to talking about, like, the idea of the Antichrist, we could talk about good omens. Fair enough. Save it for, <laughs> save it for a rainy day. Yeah. Listen, Neil Gaiman, he could just take a break and sit down. I've <laughs> talked about him a lot, so somebody else gets a turn. Fair enough. Fortunately, it's supernatural, so. <sighs> okay, oh, well, most of you listening to this pod have probably seen Supernatural, A, because it was popular, and B, because it was on forever. For fucking ever. God. Um, Supernatural is in, um, it was on for so long, there's not a plot synopsis. <laughs> like, it's broken up by season, which is fucking annoying. Fucking ridiculous. This wiki just makes me upset. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess it helps if you, like, have a specific thing you want to rewatch. You can just be like, okay, what season was that in again? Cool. See, we're two old people. <laughs> Although, if you're older than us listening to this, you feel. We have been around Supernatural since Jump. Around the bend? God. I used to watch this bitch with my mother. Seriously. That's how old this bitch is. My mom used to drool over Dean and fucking Sam next to me, so... Well, I wasn't doing it then, but I, I do now drool over Jensen Ackles, so I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on now. Listen, he voices fucking... Oh my god, I forgot his name. Jason. He voices fucking Jason. Yeah. How can you not drool over him? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's the problem. Because even if Jason Todd was a character I hated, I could just put that movie on and not watch it. Like, turn the TV off or something, but, like, listen to it. Because Jensen Ackles' voice, he could read me the back of a shampoo bottle. <laughs> and I would be entertained. <laughs> this is true. He's just got that voice. It's lovely. I am an audiophile. I told my dad, this is not about Supernatural, but I literally told my dad in the car, I was like, I don't think I could date somebody with an ugly voice. And I'm not saying everybody should feel that way, but I'm like, I accept it because I'm particular about voices, but I always have been. I'm just now accepting it as a grown person. As a grown ass woman, you can accept it. Like everybody has a thing. Everybody has quirks. We all have standards that like most people subscribe to. But then each of us have personal things. That's my thing. I I like voices, so I would very much like somebody to have a nice voice. And Jensen Ackles is just... Oh. He's the bar that they have he to He literally surpass. is just... I could just hear him talk forever. Listen, let's... Can he narrate an audiobook? That way so, I don't oh have to listen God. to it, but I can listen to it. If he started narration, like doing audiobooks or doing like meditations oh my god you would never see me again <laughs> <laughs> also his wife is very pretty yeah very pretty baby full agreement they did one of those like house tours of their house and i was like wow you two are a pair of kooks i love y'all <laughs> i was like you two go i see why you're together this makes sense <laughs> 
You two yep. are two peas in a pod. Literally. So anyway, my mom was dueling over them too. It's just it's moms. Just, yeah, I was going to say it's a mom thing. So Supernatural is an American dark fantasy drama TV series created by Eric Kripke. It was first broadcast on September 13, 2005 on the WB and subsequently became part of the successor, the CW's lineup. And this bitch went until November 19th, 2020. Yep. Where I was watching the last episodes in a hotel room. 15 years. Anyway. (laughs) What the hell? What the actual fuck? And I came in at season four. Yo, dude. That's like... Some TV shows wish... For 15 years. This bitch won't go away. (laughs) This bitch became super hulak. And I will never forgive it for that. No, honestly. (laughs) This shit's tainted. And I just... That's how old we are. We were around for Tumblr. When this shit was running rampant. Like, the, the worst part is... Is that Sherlock has come back multiple times. And of course, Doctor Who just never ended. Like, it had its resurgence in the 2000s, and it's just never ended. And it's like, I really don't want that for Supernatural. I want it to just be done and never come back again. Oh, I have bad news. No! Oh, God. I have bad news, babe. Fuck! So... Supernatural stars Jared Paladecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. He looks lovely. He sounds lovely. Jared's not bad either. Dream team. <laughs> uh, the For series follows the two like brothers him. as they hunt demons, ghosts, monsters, and other supernatural beings. Hence why it's called Supernatural. The series was produced by Warner Brothers Television in association with Wonderland Sound and Vision. A whole bunch of people were like executive producers. I'm not going to name all you people. So the series was filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, and surrounding areas and was in development for nearly 10 years. He developed this bitch for 10 years. Jesus Christ. Basically, what you're saying is this series is older than us. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Because the creator spent several years unsuccessfully pitching it. (laughs) Sorry. Nobody wanted to pick this bitch up. And then it went on for 15. I can't. Let me just not get mad. Like, all those people. You know, as much as it, like, this series just stresses me out, they made it. So... They made, they made it. They made the, the pilot was. Yeah. It's now at the point where I'm wondering what anyone's gonna do. Where do y'all go from here? You did this show for 15 years. You know what? They're gonna fucking retire. Is what they're gonna do. Just go to bed. Can Jensen? <laughs> can Jensen not retire and instead, um, just 
do Jason Todd stuff from uh-huh. now on? Can he? He wants to. I would but like... DC is DC, and don't even get move. <laughs> he wants to. He's dressed up as him and gone to Comic-Con. That boy wants to be Jason every day. <laughs> and we are asking him to. And I want this for him. So the pilot was viewed by an estimated 5.69 million viewers. And the ratings of the first four episodes prompted the the WB to pick up the series for a full season. Originally, Kripke planned the series for three seasons, but later expanded it to five. And now look where we are. The fifth season concluded the series' main storyline, and Kripke departed the series as showrunner. I can't. There's 327 episodes. What the fuck? (laughs) That's ridiculous. 327 episodes over 15 seasons. Are you happy? Are you happy, Supernatural fans? So So I told you the bad news. Uh, I haven't told you the bad news. I told you there is bad news. Here is the bad news. <laughs> Great. They're gonna make a prequel. Ew. Oh my god. Okay. Whatever. You know what? On June twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, it was announced that a prequel series titled The Winchesters, that focused on Sam and Dean's parents, John and Mary, is in development at the CW. The Potential series is executive produced by Jensen Ackles. Jensen, why do you forsake us? <laughs> Let this bitch die. Well, shit, I hope because he played that character for so long, it's not as stressful as watching 13 seasons of it. It'll also be produced by his wife, Danielle Ackles. We were just talking about who portrayed, she portrayed somebody on the series. I'm not even going <laughs> to, I'm already fucking up all the names, so let's just, and um, also being produced by Supernatural writer Robbie Thompson. So we have some people coming back to make this bitch. Maybe that means it won't be bad, but also I don't think it needs to be made. So <laughs> A full agreement. I don't think it needs to be made at all. We heard them cry about their parents a lot. Ackles will also reprise his role as Dean Winchester as the narrator so he will bless us with his voice (laughs) once more (laughs) well at least there's something well I I literally got what I've been complaining about he heard me in the past he said you know this may be my money maker my voice. So like I said, the wiki does not have a general synopsis. It has a synopsis of every season. And sorry, but you don't want to hear every... No, I'm not doing that. Nope. Basically, the show is about two brothers who are supernatural hunters. That's it. Reading like the point of the show... Even though it says the creator left after season five because it was done, I still had a moment of like, okay, that's that's not what happens, but it's fine. But 
two brothers uh, hunt supernatural creatures because that's what dear old Pop used to do and does. And then when you have children, you just teach them to do that. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so, there is, if you're, okay, so I'm not going to explain it, because the whole point, I just, I mean, I did, I briefly, two brothers who hunt things and get into supernatural adventures. Okay. So, there's angels and demons and Christianity in this. I say what I said before, because that doesn't sound like it was, like, the point. But that's what happened. So, I was like, okay. That doesn't sound like that was, like, the creator's intention, at least completely. But that's where it went. So, that's what we got. It says that he was going for, like basically American mythology because he felt like there are lots of urban legends in the States that could be talked about, which I agree. Yeah. Do shit like Mothman and shit. I agree. Oh my God. And <laughs> fucking Tumblr was on Mothman's dick forever. I know. <laughs> like, oh why did God. that happen? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Tumblr was a scary place to be. It's like, it's like after Yahoo took over, people lost their fucking minds. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they didn't have the porn outlet that they had before. Oh. Now we have to pretend to be in love with Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> or that was the year that the fucking Babadook was at the Pride Parade, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> and heals that pride. <laughs> Literally, what <laughs> happened that year? <laughs> so, there are angels and demons in Supernatural. Specifically one angel. There's lots of angels. Angels that I named. But there's one angel who don't exist because he's made up. He's fiction. But we love him anyway. <laughs> lovely, lovely little Castile. Aww. I love We're just cats. Dean and cats. The ship that I know is still floating in the ocean of shit that is shipping. Oh, yeah. They're never going to die. I mean, like... Remember what I... You, you remember, I told you the most popular ships over however many fucking years, and Dean and Cass and Dean and Sam were on them. Consistently. Wrong with us. Those are brothers. I hate it here. <laughs> no, people just have issues. Mothman, the Babadook. It's too much. Fucking monster fucker, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> monster fuckers and people who want incest in their people media. trying to fuck animatronics. The internet is just it's it 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 gives people too much leeway. <laughs> it's a gross and scary place to be. It really is. So we get an angel. And he's lovely. <laughs> and he stays on the show. 
because he wasn't supposed to do that. But then the fans loved him a lot, so they kept him in the show. I then mean, we know what happens at the end. Yeah, not fuck talk. him. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> like, fuck him. 2020 was already a year, and that random shit, just too much. Like, they said, you know, 2020 is already bad enough. Let's make it worse. So, the archangels are here. The ones that I have named. Their other angels are demons. I haven't talked about demons yet, but they're demons. And uh, it's your... Okay, so what it is, is like, I just... I've explained it. It is brothers who hunt off monsters. It is the same as Angel, Buffy, Statish. Lovely, like, TV adventures. With TV spooks. And honestly, sometimes it's spooky. Sometimes Angel and Buffy were spooky. Don't come for me. Let's not talk about merch. <laughs> There's a vast amount of merchandise available. <laughs> yeah. Temporary tattoos. Temporary tattoos. Of what? Don't answer that. Never. <laughs> Listen, I have a coworker. Not not a not a tattoo of that. But he deadass has a tattoo where Dean's tattoo is of Naruto's seal. So, anything is possible. <laughs> so, the first season has an 87% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. There's not that many reviews. It's just, it's just supernatural, okay? It's just... In 2012, Entertainment Weekly listed the show as number 19 in the 25 best cult TV shows from the past 25 years. <laughs> Saying, Supernatural began with a pretty straightforward premise. Hot guys kill spooky things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the plot. <laughs> but it didn't stay that way for long. The characters have literally been to hell and back. Oh yes, they do that. Multiple times. Too many times. Too many times. Let Dean die. <laughs> Hashtag uh, let Dean die. <laughs> bad. Hashtag let Dean die. Uh, the characters have been to hell and back, and along the way they have woven a complicated and compelling mythology filled with friends, reoccurring foes. It says filled with friends, in parentheses, Angel Castillo. Reoccurring foes, in parentheses, Demon Crowley. And inside jokes. That's not a joke. I'm not even going to say it. Because we already did. <laughs> Can't with incest. Y'all are gross. No, honestly. Like, leave them be. Fuck. Supernatural. God damn, I know. Supernatural has also, however, dedicated episodes to mocking the sillier aspects of its own existence, like its hypercritical fandom. It does do that. It did do that. Because you deserve to be. Video games have also started to do that. Because people are nitpicky. And you need to stop. <laughs> this I will jump on the bandwagon of. People are nitpicky and you need to stop. <laughs> this self 
self-referential approach has rewarded longtime viewers and helped build a community so passionate it's almost scary. It's not almost scary. It is scary. It is scary. What? The show has a broad demographic base and is more popular in Russia than the U.S. What? <laughs> it's because Russia is full of things that want to kill and eat you. This show was right up their alley. <laughs> oh, right. I'm not going to say that on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to say it to me after we uh, close out I this will, episode. Because we've already talked. Because we've already talked about it, that's why I love uh, that's oh, okay. interesting. Oh, I'm trying to look. So, obviously, um, there's lots of fanfics about the show as well. I have not, which I have not attributed to. Of all the fanfiction I've written, none of it has ever been for Supernatural. But you can go ahead and, like, there's a lot to read. It's been on for 15 years. It's been referenced in the series. Which it probably would be, because it's been on for 15 years. I mean, they had a whole episode called fanfiction, so... Including the 200th episode, which makes references to Wincess, Destiel, and Sastiel. Yeah. Because the show has been on for 15 years. What the fuck? You know... That's just crazy. I had a fan... I, I had a fam... I had a friend who was on the Sam and Castile train, and I was like, I don't understand, but okay. It literally doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. She asked me to write a fan fiction for it, so I did, and it was the only one I ever wrote. <laughs> but they were also gender-bent, so there's that too. That's like crazy. How are y'all shipping something that don't exist? <laughs> Damn. Some of y'all are crazy. And I tend to ship, <laughs> like, the other thing. You do. You tend to ship mainstream, mainstream stuff, and I don't. Yeah. And I don't understand Sam and Cass. Like, at least Sam and Cass have met and interact. Fair. Because some people Fair. ship ship things where the people haven't even interacted. It's like, whoa. Fair. I think I had one of those before. Because I'm trying to think, I can't remember America ever meeting Belarus, and I was on that bandwagon so fucking hard. <laughs> I don't even know why. <laughs> so, back it the fuck up from, like, the fandom and this, that, and the third. To be dead serious, Supernatural, if you like spooks and you like mythology, it's oh, 15 years of it right there. We can't hate it too much. We watched it. <laughs> right. We've seen it. Like, I don't. I just, it's a, it's that hate of, like, whenever you realize, wow, fandoms are really fucking strange and this probably shouldn't exist. Supernatural is what you think of because, God, you guys, you're crazy people. No, literally. But the show itself is fine. <laughs> Fifteen seasons of demons and angels and vampires and hell and everything else. I was like, everything else you can think of. And Impala. You like hot cars? There's a hot car. Like, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, you like dudes and you like hot dudes and hot cars? 
Yes. Oh my god, that scene where Dean's just sitting in the passenger seat fucking rocking out to uh, Eye of the Tiger. That was supposed to be an outtake. Did you know? No. Yeah, because that wasn't scripted. He was just going ham in the car to that song. And they left it in. You know how we talk about Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool and is like, is it Ryan Reynolds acting or is it just Ryan Reynolds? I'm very sure Jensen Ackles was not playing Dean. He just is that. Definitely. He just is him. (laughs) So supernatural. Uh, You know, I I mean, I, I do also hesitate to recommend it only because it is really long in the same way that I hesitate to recommend Bleach and Naruto and all of that. Once something gets so long, I don't even know if you should get into it because do you have the time? 327 episodes. Nobody has the time. That's literally a deployment show. Like, if you want to binge the whole thing, that's a deployment show. Six months is supernatural. You know who you are. You know who you people are that are scary and have seen it through more than once. Oh, my God. I don't even, I don't, I don't even know how that would happen. Like, how do you manage that? I don't know, but I know some of you have. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Anyway, Supernatural. Um, I used to watch it with my mommy. So it has good, actually good memories. Like, I've, this and True Blood, I watched them with my mommy. You can listen to Jensen Ackles' very nice voice. As everybody Jared's should get the too. chance to. I just meet him so I could just see him face to face and he could just say hello how are you that's all I want so if you'd like to hear more from us and have us reminisce about old shows and old tumblr you can find us on twitter and instagram at mixwitches podcast you can also shoot us an email mixwitches podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast, and you, or you can head over to our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. We've got all our lovely episodes over there, and we also have a few blog posts you can check out if you want to. If not, that's also okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. We would like if you did, though. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And enjoyed the rant about Supernatural. (laughs) But also hope you guys learned something along the way. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. We were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew You've got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down easiest street again Damn, X marks the spot, or is it O? Feeling so low, chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn.
fire We've been burned He's in desire Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn about paradise Play those cards, baby, roll those dice Y'all chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn It's going well and then it's not You start to go and then you stop Cause you're sailing down easy street again Damn, almost within reach But out of your grasp of your glass, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn.